0: This week's invite-only guest is the Traitor star Molly Pearce, who had more than 6 million of us
1: rooting for her to win the BBC show last month before being beaten by Harry Clarke. She opens up to us about the moments after her crushing loss, when Claudia Winkerman quite literally beat a door down to console her and she confronted Traitor Harry. Yes, we would have liked to have that one too. So Molly Pierce, welcome to Invite Only. How are you doing? How has the last of couple of weeks been? I imagine it's been a bit of a
2: whirlwind. It has been crazy, but I've, only, I've honestly loved it. But it's kind of squeezing everything in. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to like processing it when I get home and thinking, oh my god, that was amazing. Because I feel like as soon as you've done one thing, you're kind of on to the next. Mm. So I want to like go through it all. Um, and like really process what's happened, but it's, it's been incredible, I feel really
0: lucky. And what's been the highlights so far? Like you've been on red carpets, events, what's been going on?
2: Um... I mean, I've had loads of, like, highlights, I think. The Radio Times party was really, really cool. So who was there? Tell us. God, there were so many people. And I'm, like, really bad with names as well, so <laughs> I won't go into it. But, um, yeah, that was, that was really fun. And I suppose it's just, like, I've never been to anything like that before. So. And what
0: is the response like in those parties? Like, are the celebs actually coming up to you and asking for selfies
2: with you? This is the thing. It's so crazy because... When I've gone to these things, I've always felt like, oh, no one's going to know who I am. Like, I'm mean, going to look really out of place, but everyone's been so lovely and like really welcoming to us. Um, so, yeah, we've been really lucky, I think, because obviously the show did so well.
1: We heard you were kind of a little bit mobbed at the Radio Times party. It's about every two feet you're getting stopped by somebody for a selfie. I think Louis Theroux, Lenny Henry, yeah. all these kind of people were really yeah. keen to to crazy. meet you.
2: It was crazy, but it was it was really fun. I, I suppose it was nice because we got the chance to speak to everyone because sometimes mm. you can feel like a bit intimidated, like going up to people that you've seen on TV for so mm. many years so yeah no I think we're really lucky in that sense
0: and in a network like that you're suddenly thrust with like Louis three makes documentaries has anyone sort of come up to you and talks about opportunities or working together or collaborating on anything
2: um yeah a little bit I think especially with the awareness side of things um which is like really important to me as well so I think that would be great um so um Yeah, I met Amy from Strictly, and she's obviously with Crohn's. So I think that would be really great if we could, like, get together and maybe do something.
0: That's so wonderful. Where did you meet her? At
2: the Radio Times party, and it's weird because I've literally adored her for years. Mm. Um, I remember when I had my surgery, like, we got in contact. I think I messaged her on Instagram, and she got back to me, and it was... It was just so nice, I suppose, to speak to someone, like, you look up to and who's kind of got the same condition as you, um, because Crohn's and colitis is pretty similar. Um, So, like, to meet her in person was really, really lovely. And what did she say? Um, I think she really enjoyed the show, which was Mm. great. And, um, yeah, it was just nice to finally meet in person, because I feel like when you follow each other for a long time, you kind of... Feel like, know each other, which is mm, strange, but the so like person's really nice. Yeah,
0: so what would that look like then? Potentially, like some kind of documentary, or is it just an idea at the I moment? I think it's just an idea
2: at the moment, but I think just like reaching as many people as possible, kind of educating people on what coronary colitis is, how it can affect people. Um, it'll be quite interesting as well because obviously, I've got ulcerative colitis. Um,
0: and for our listeners who might not know what that is, can you explain how it's affected you and how you've dealt with it and what you've had your experience with yeah, it? Yeah,
2: so I when I 11 um, I started to get symptoms of ulcerative colitis um, and I was diagnosed kind of that year. Um, and what is that exactly? It's like inflammation in your bowel. So Crohn's affects like your whole digestive system, whereas ulcerative colitis is just your um, large intestine, which is your colon, um, and it kind of like causes ulcers in the stomach. Um, and are they painful? Yeah, and they bleed, so you lose a lot of blood through going to the toilet. Like, you're often on the toilet, I think twenty times a day. Is
0: that can that be quite unexpected? Can you be in the middle of something? Oh yeah. That must be so
2: debilitating. It was. And I think growing up obviously I had it in my teenage years, which was quite embarrassing for me. Like Mm. I found going to school quite hard, like and I would have accidents sometimes because you don't really have much control. Mm. Um, especially when you're in the middle of a flare up. And even like when your flare-ups are being treated, the side effects of the medication was awful as well. Um so yeah for a long time I like didn't
0: know How did you cope with that at school cuz it is so difficult at school anyway.
1: Yeah, um, it's hard enough to be a teenager, isn't it? Yeah,
0: did you like talk to friends and did once people were aware of what was happening were they more understanding or how how did it
2: Uh, So I had like really supportive friends and obviously like they were great, but I think because it's such an embarrassing illness, well I used to find it embarrassing, I don't anymore, like I'm more than happy to speak about it now, Uh, but it did take me a while because at 11 years old, like I just felt a bit shy about it, you don't want to be telling everyone like you're having accidents at school and stuff like that, Um, so it did take me a long time to kind of start opening up about it, but my friends were great, but obviously it's quite hard to understand. Um, because it's invi- like an mm, invisible yeah. illness, so no one can actually see it. So when you're feeling really unwell, you actually look quite healthy. Yeah. Um, which is it's hard to kind of understand that, I think, especially when we were younger, because it's easy when you see something to realise someone's not really yeah. well, but when, when someone looks like the perfect picture of
1: health... It's, it's hard for people to compute, isn't it, what they're saying and what yeah. they see? And how yeah. common is it?
2: Yeah, I think it's quite common. I think it's... Um, Less common in younger people, but mm. yeah, no, a lot of people suffer, with, like IBD, because obviously some people have like, it was, wow syndrome. Well,
0: I've had that before, on, on obviously not a huge scale, but that was bad enough, honestly. Yeah, because like, yeah, it can affect you, you could be in a meeting, mm-hmm. and I, I remember how awful that was, yeah. um, and luckily it went away by itself. But uh, So at 18, you obviously had to have an operation, so so what happened there
2: So like I said, I was pretty poorly on and off. Um, Treatments didn't really work for me. Um, It's interesting, my dad has ulcerative colitis as well and treatments seem to really work for him. Like if he has a flare up, um, he can go on a treatment and he's normally in remission for like quite a long period of time, which is great. Whereas for me, like I would go on steroids to get me better. Mm. and then I'd go on a new treatment and within six months I'd had a flare up I like was having a flare up again and it would be the same routine over and over again. And
1: presumably you're having the side effects along the way. Yeah,
2: exactly. And the side effects of the steroids are just ugh, so some of the worst ones, they call it moon face. Mm. My face literally oh my god, it's been <laughs> the puffiest thing ever. Um and I started secondary school when I was on steroids and I just don't remember I didn't even recognise myself, like when they say moon face, they're not lying. You know, like the moon mm. emoji um, <laughs> yes. that you get. Yeah, that was my face. Um, you just get, like, really hairy. You can put on loads of weight. That
0: is so difficult for an ado- Yeah, an adolescent child. Did anyone at school notice that? Did you get any comments?
2: Um, honestly, I, I can't really remember. I, I think at that age, people didn't really understand, and I wasn't really explaining it very well either. Like, it would just affect, like, my skin. I was getting acne because of it. Um it was just kind of overall rubbish. And I remember, like, when they used to tell me I was going back on steroids, that was almost like just as bad as the flare up itself.
0: Yeah, I've heard that a lot yeah. about that treatment
2: yeah alone is not a very nice drug mm. at all so when i was 18 i remember going into hospital like just after my birthday because i remember i planned um, like a night out for my 18th birthday we were going to go to the club and my friends bless them like i wasn't very well so like one of them had a spare dress in case i had an accident one of them had a pair Ooh. of pants one of them had tissues like we were all prepared but you just don't feel very well either so mm. i did not really enjoy it and then i think Like a week or two later, I ended up being admitted to hospital because of my symptoms.
0: So would that happen a lot? Would you actually get admitted to hospital? It happened
2: a handful of times. Like sometimes it would just be like day admissions or like you just go in for your treatment um, and you'd go in like on a drip and have the infusion and then you'd be home. It was kind of only when it got really severe that they needed to treat you with like IV steroids Mm. instead of oral steroids. Um, So yeah, two weeks after my birthday, I ended up going into hospital um, and I was admitted. And... I really didn't want the surgery like, at this point at all, I just hadn't come to terms with it, it had been a conversation for a long time, I think it was massively spoken about when I was 15, and I was like no, like this isn't happening, um, and then we tried more treatments, but yeah, when I got admitted at 18, they were kind of running out of things to offer mm. me, um, and they were like we can try something else, don't know if it's going to work, blah blah blah, um, and I was like, yes, right, let's try something else. Like, I'm not having my colon removed, no way. Like, I don't want to go into a bag. It's not happening to me. And then I think six months later, I was, like, back in hospital. Mm. And this was, like, a really severe flare-up that I had. I was in loads of pain. And, like, my anxiety around not being around a toilet at this point was so bad because I was having accidents, like, daily pretty would much. You have,
1: would you have... If you weren't near one, would you sort of feel... Would it be sort of panic attack level?
2: Oh, yeah, like, constantly. I mean, I was... I wasn't leaving my house very much. Like, I wasn't going to college anymore. Um, it was just really, really rubbish. Like so for much a long to go time.
0: through in those years.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then that was kind of COVID time. So I hadn't been leaving the house much anyway. But like, even going on a daily walk, mm. I was having accidents. And it's just like, you can't live like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I think because I'd been living like it for so long, it just became a bit normal, like, dealing with them things. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, once I had that second um, admission to hospital, they kind of said, like, you know, we really think the surgery is the best option now. Yeah, they were like, we don't really have much more to offer you, and we're worried that if you don't have it now, like, in a couple of months, your colon could erupt, and that means, like, emergency surgery, and that often means they can't do keyhole as well, so your scars Mm. kind of all the way down your stomach. Gosh. Um, And then they said, look, we have treatment, it's got a very low percentage of working and I was like no like get this out of me and I was like I'm done yeah I'm so done with this thing (laughs) please like rip it out I don't care what we do with it anymore um so yeah then I think I went down to surgery like the next day so and how has that changed your life I think for me, I always saw it as such a negative, which is so crazy looking back now because it has helped me so, so much. Um, Obviously it was quite a big surgery, so the recovery was pretty hard. Um, But once I got home from hospital, it just kind of went up and up and up really quickly. Um, Like I remember my dad took me to McDonald's because I'd been craving one like so, so bad. And we got a drive through and we sat in the car. I never would have done that before because I would have had to been inside so that I could Mm. go to the toilet. Like, oh, I love that. You know that. what I mean? Mm. And I was sat there and I remember eating my food, like, I don't need the loo And I'm not panicked because I know I'm not going to have an accident. Like, must have felt like the whole world just lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. And I think that was one of the first times I'd kind of been out because I was still recovering, but we were just like, oh, we'll just go grab some food. Um, and yeah, like, I think that was kind of when I thought, okay, maybe this could be a good thing.
0: So imagine at first you always think a stoma bag would maybe harm or dent your confidence. But actually, it sounds like your confidence built from that point onwards. Yeah, it
2: definitely did. And I think once I started to feel a bit better, I started, like, trying on clothes and stuff like that because I thought I was going to have to change my whole wardrobe. And I remember putting on a pair of jeans and, like, high-waisted jeans and you couldn't see it. And I was like, I, like, ran down to my mum. Oh, my God, you I can't I was, see like, it. And I was like, well, I've got jeans on. Like, I've got jeans on. I never thought I'd actually be able to wear jeans again which is so strange because it's such a stupid thought but you do tell yourself these things um I remember like ordering some swimming costumes and I actually felt quite good in them once they came and it made me realize like I don't need to get out if I don't want to now I'm quite confident with showing my bag Mm. off and I'll wear a bikini if I want to but at that point I guess it was just reassuring for me that it wasn't going to completely change my style and just me like as a person and yeah I think I just started to get
1: Myself back like massively.
2: Why is it called Sid? I I got asked this the other day. I don't know. I can't remember why I called it Sid.
0: I think it just flows off
2: the tongue like Sid Stoner. <laughs> so nice, perfect. It's right? catchy. Yeah, it is. And I don't know why I relate to my stoma as a he as well. Like I'm always like when he makes noise at an inappropriate time, I'm like, oh Sid, he's so annoying. <laughs> but um yeah, I think it makes it less clinical as well.
1: So what kind of reaction did you have at the time? Was everyone kind of more noticing the change in you and not? Or have you, did you have any negative reaction?
2: I don't think I really had any negative reaction. I mean, That's it was great. quite hard to get used to. Mm. Um, you go home with like this brand new, like, your organs sticking outside your stomach. So it's a bit like, whoa, how do I deal mm. with this? So I guess it was just like coming to terms with that. But I, it was still kind of um, COVID times a little bit. Like it was getting um, a little less mm. like strict and stuff. So I guess that was kind of nice because I learned how to deal with everything while I wasn't missing out on too much with my friends and stuff like that uh, so I guess that kind of helped in a way
1: they must have really noticed the change in you as well mm. like it, it must the before and after must be really really stark pictures yeah
2: I think it was crazy because I couldn't even like go for a sleepover or something mm. so just being like oh yeah I'll stay at your house or like yeah let's go for like a meal or like some mm. food and I wasn't getting up to go to the toilet like three or four times it was how does that affect
0: you psychologically then when you can't do those normal things that your friends are doing
2: I guess because i had it from such a young age i wasn't really realizing how much it was kind of taking away from my life um because you get used to it like it sounds horrible but you do kind of just get used to like always worrying about where a toilet was or not going to things and yeah it was kind of just nice to have that freedom back again and i like, just have a bit more of a life like really nice
0: and at what point did you meet max on the journey and did you feel confident about dating along the way or was that something that was difficult
2: um Yeah, I think, so I actually had another partner, like, after my surgery, and he was so great, like, like, he was really amazing, and he accepted it, um, and then, obviously, things didn't work out, but, um, I met Max, I think it was, like, a year after my surgery, so I'd, like, I kind of knew what I was doing, and, like, I'd had my soma for a while, so it was kind of, like, I was used to it, um, and he just didn't really ever think about it like I think I explained to him what it was and he knew what it was but we were friends for a long time me and Max so I think he knew everything I'd kind of been with it like been through anyway because he'd followed the journey like on my Instagram and stuff um but yeah he just accepted it like so I
0: imagine it's the kind of thing that makes someone love you even more to be honest because it is so inspiring so (laughs) yeah
2: and, and he's just yeah no he's just so great with it like like, he's not scared to, like, put his hand on it or, like, he'd, like, put his head on it. Which is Aww. a bit risky, by the way. But, like, <laughs> like, he would. He wouldn't even think about it. And, I mean, Max has learned to change my bag because I'm 22. Like, I'm 22. I like to have a drink. And if yeah. sometimes I've drank too much, like, Max knows how to empty my bag and he knows how to change my bag. And He's a keeper. Yeah. He's he's really, really great. And I think, like, if ever, like, I had a leakage or anything like that, Max would do anything to, like, get it sorted or make me feel comfortable. He's never he's never made me feel uncomfortable mm. with and
1: I remember, like, I, I read a little while ago, um, I think you said in an interview that your mum was like, this is a really good way of working out who the good ones are because you can tell, you know, just by how they react if they're a bad one, they're not going to react well. Oh.
2: Yeah, and, like, even with my hand, she used to say that. She was like, well, if someone don't want to be with you because of your hand, like, you don't want to be with them anyway, so who cares,
0: like, their loss, not yours. Has your disability ever... um has that been easy to deal with or what? what's that process been like?
2: Um, my hand never really affected me, to be honest, like, because I was born with it, I suppose you just adapt really, mm. really quickly. Well, um, you're not even adapting because you're just born like that. Yeah, it. yeah, it's just um, you. Yeah, yeah, it's just you, so... That was never a problem and I was super lucky growing up like I never got bullied or anything like that I think I was kind of born at the perfect time where yeah things were just getting accepted because I know like you know years before that was
0: yeah I think differences are really celebrated now as they should be it makes people unique and different
2: yeah no definitely so that was never really a problem um I've never really seen my hand as a disability and I I don't really see my stoma as a disability but sometimes I do need to use facilities and stuff like that Mm. and Obviously, that's important to remember, like sometimes you do need to use a disability toilet just to have more space. Like if you want to change your empty your bag, Um, but like they don't stop me from doing anything Mm. is what I would definitely say. So how did you get into modeling? So I was like 16, 17, and this was obviously before my stem. Yeah. yeah, so um, I just walked into a shop and I basically saw a model with like one arm, and I'd never seen it before really. Like mm. I'd never really even thought about it. And I quite liked fashion growing up, but it never really came to mind of like thinking about doing any modeling or anything. Um, but like it just made me feel great to like see someone up there. Mm. Like it just made me feel quite empowered and like oh god she's just like me that's amazing mm. so I kind of said to my mum like, that's what I want to do like I really want to do that for other people mm. um like just so other people feel like confident in their body and like it just so it makes it normal like mm. it just really normal, like, normalizes it and yeah and then no one's really thinking about it right if you're seeing it everywhere like if you're seeing them differences on tv and magazines
1: mm. it's so important isn't it the visibility mm. do you know who that model was
2: yeah um kelly No. Yes. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, i haven't actually met her but i i need to reach out to him like you thank should. you so much yeah I bet
1: she's watched you <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's so crazy to think i do need to I'm, I'm gonna give her a message actually um but yeah like i remember just seeing it and thinking oh my god that's possible because mm. like, i just never thought about it so um yeah i started looking for an agency and i like, yeah i got really lucky and Kind of just went from there and then once I had my surgery for my bag I was like, Yeah, let's get that out as well and that, so <laughs> yeah. like,
1: <laughs> what kind of reaction did you get from people?
2: Um, so I've kind of said before, like I never hid my hand. Yeah. I think self consciously, like in photos, I always had it like behind someone's back yeah. or like under a sleeve. Not because I was ashamed or embarrassed, but I think it was just like a natural it thing Becomes a bit do. of a default. Yeah, definitely. So once I started doing the modelling, like I remember posting my first photo on um Instagram with my hand like pop out, and all my friends were like, "Oh my god!" No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like that was really, really. It's out. She's yeah, got literally. it out. <laughs> She's got out. You we know, call it my little so, um, Yeah, no, everyone was like really like excited about that, and I think the reaction was so positive that I was like, "This isn't as scary as I thought," and it kind of just gives you like that confidence I guess having that positive reaction um and it just kind of went from there and then I think I'd already overcome that boundary like Mm. when I had my surgery I didn't feel as nervous like posting them out my bag If you know what I mean like I've kind of stepped that line already yeah and how
0: does it feel to be seen as a role model and you will be inspiring so many people who are going through similar journeys who are scared just as you were
2: Oh, yeah, no, it's really, really nice. I mean, it's what I've always wanted to do, and I think that, especially someone, like, quite young, because I felt like when when the, like, conversation about surgery and stomas were coming up, I felt like it was always older people that I was kind of getting mm. put in touch with, or I kind of thought that stomas were just for mm. the older generation, so as a young girl, I think it's quite nice to show that you can still do everything like especially on the show you've obviously seen me do a lot of missions and stuff like that I wouldn't even think about not doing it because of mm. my hand or my stoma it was never even a question like I love throwing myself myself in the stuff like that and I guess it just shows people that like a stoma doesn't stop you and you can still wear what you want because like I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt on the show yeah. and and yeah just do what you want really and it just it will give you that you like your life back instead of take stuff away mm. from it
1: have you had people reach out to you either through the modeling or since and say, this is, I've had a similar journey Yeah. and how has that been?
2: I've had like hundreds of messages and I'm trying to get through them all because I do want to reply to people. Um, that has really been amazing. I think it's made it all worth it. I think mm. that knowing you're helping people is just, yeah, it's amazing. And I feel so privileged to have like been given this platform to do so. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people can feel alone like when they're going to have surgery and especially like I said when you're a younger person you feel like your life's just going to be stripped away like your youth is kind of taken away from you but it's, it's not and I think that seeing me on the show has like shown a lot of people that it, it doesn't actually change anything it can actually add to your life.
1: With um, Without obviously putting any names out there are there any messages or any stories that have really stood out for you?
2: Um I had a message the other day, which was really, really nice. It was um from a mum actually, and her daughter had just had a stoma, and she said like she'd been really struggling like mentally with it and just like coming to terms with it and then she said like seeing me on t v was really, really nice. um I actually also had someone who had just come out of surgery. I'm just off I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> um She's <sorry. laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually had another one from someone who had just come out of surgery, and she was like two days into recovery, and she was watching the traitors from her hospital bed. And yeah, I suppose that just gives someone so much like confidence that things are going to be okay. Because I would have loved to seen someone on my screen with a stoma bag when I just had my surgery. So yeah, it's been super positive.
1: And how did traitors come about? Did you apply? you um, approached?
2: So I was approached the first year. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously like nothing had been shown about it. Like I didn't really mm. know what it was. And the description it was unknown quantity. so strange. Like it was like, Do you wanna to come to Scotland? Like, <laughs> Whoa, I was like no. <laughs> Tell me there
1: was it. a bit more detail than that. Do you want to come to Scotland? <laughs> no, honestly,
2: like it was the weirdest I message know. you know i was like what and um, me and max had planned to go traveling around greece and um, so it just wasn't the right time really. did you watch that series yes I and did. did you
0: regret sort of plugging yes. it
2: down <laughs> my um parents came to me because um i don't know i hadn't been watching it from the start and they were like we're watching the best show ever like it's best tv we've seen in years all this and that and then they were like it's the traitors And I was like, that rings a bell. Like, I remember that. So I went back through my messages. and I was like, no way. Like, I've asked, like, if I wanted to, you know, maybe take part in that. Um, So this year I kind of went for it. How did they find you then? Uh, Just for Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, so through Instagram.
0: I love that, though, because the BBC are so positive about reflecting all types of people, same as Strictly, um... So, yeah, so this time you were like, I'm definitely not turning it down.
2: <laughs> I think as well, like, that's why The Trainers do, does so well, because it, it's just normal people, like, they're relatable. Mm. The cast is so diverse that, like, you can relate to someone's story in there because we're just all normal people, you know what I mean? And I think that is literally why the show has mm. done so great.
1: Did you Had you been approached for reality TV before?
2: Yeah, a lot of dating shows, but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking on my account, seeing my boyfriend and being like, oh, do you want to go on the stage I'm, obviously not like <laughs> what do you mean which is it's crazy they're like we love your think, instagram like you can't love it that much because my boyfriend's face is plastered all over it i think
1: i think that there are quite a few people that are like oh love island maybe we don't care so much about the boyfriend yeah <laughs> they do they
0: yeah. do that don't yeah. they like, pretend they don't have a boyfriend wild <laughs> right
2: poor, poor guys <laughs> or, poor girls yeah crazy but um i think the traitors just stood out to me because it was just so different mm. and like the missions really really appealed to me as well so
0: and what is like looking back now because you can see that people do struggle sometimes because it gets quite tense there's you don't know who to trust I can't imagine what that's like actually even though it's a game you're surrounded by sort of anxiety what, what's the most challenging part mentally
2: yeah I mean I trusted the wrong person as we know so <laughs> I think you do need to trust someone in there because you're just you're completely isolated like you don't have your friends you don't have your family like you don't have any other advice and all your decisions are your own completely which is kind of not normal because everyday mm. life like you have to call someone up right yeah You're like I don't know what to do um
0: yes it's quite internalized isn't it all that thinking massively
2: and I don't think people realize how much time we all spend together and like a lot of the time we're not talking about the game you know obviously what's shown are the conversations about who we think the traitors are or them going behind our backs or whatever but you speak so much about, like, your families, your life, that you know so much about these people. It's really hard turning your back on them, like, really mm-hmm.
1: hard. So how much time do you spend, like, morning? All day,
2: like, yeah. all day. And, and when
0: does filming actually wrap up? This is what I'm trying to get my head around. The traitors go and they all plot. Like, what time do you go to bed and how difficult is it going to sleep? Like, are you waiting for that knock on the door? Like,
2: how? Yeah, I think... You're so tired because, like, you're exhausted from, obviously, like, the missions and, like, your brain's just going all day. But even when you, like, you get back to your accommodation, like, your head is just like, who is it? Like, your head's just all, you're always in the game. And you've got no one to talk to. uh, Well, we had, like, a great support team, don't get me wrong. Like, the welfare team was so, so great. And, you know, that's obviously super important. They always made sure we were okay. But, um... They're not going to be like. Guess what? We know the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to know. Oh, do you really want to know? Okay. Yeah, yeah literally. Like, <laughs> my mental health. No, <laughs> yeah, that's only like, yeah. that. But I think the, I think people need to also remember it's a game, and mm-hmm. like you know it was great
0: tv also keen to know as well like some of the nights look fun like there is alcohol going around like how fun are those nights like do people let loose is it like a proper little party and do you think that night particularly when they were looking for the book in the study do you think the alcohol got in the way of people spotting the traitors because watching it back it's like how did you not see them plotting everywhere
2: it's so funny like Watching it back is so interesting, and I think, like, you Year's Privilege is such a big thing. Because, you know when they're all outside and they're all, like, just chatting about okay, they whatever they do? Um, if I saw them three walk into the castle, I wouldn't think anything of it. Whereas everyone was like, oh, they're all going to be seen together. It's just three of them having a conversation, like, outside getting some air. It doesn't mean anything. Like, and even if we saw them running around, like in the library I probably would have been like you guys are so weird and then left like
0: oh as a viewer it really felt like if they got seen together that was it
2: (laughs) that's because you guys know but you know everyone mingles and everyone chats and everyone goes off for like little private conversations and stuff like that doesn't mean like anyone like three people having a conversation you're like you t- you three are traitors, like that's it and I think as well like something that like, something like the public definitely picked up on was when me and Harry left the castle and he was like oh you're going to be fine I just I feel like you're going to be fine I was saying that to people and I didn't know they were going to be okay I think it's just like a natural human instinct to yeah. uh, yeah, to,
1: to, to reassure people. yeah yeah
2: so everyone was like oh how did Molly not pick up on that I mean, I was doing it to people and I didn't even know if they were gonna be okay. Yeah. I think it's just like that comfort that you give people, yeah. you know. Um but because that was just shown and it was a traitor saying it to me, people
1: really picked up on it. That being said, was there quite a party vibe and was how much wine was
2: actually drunk? <laughs> you didn't drink too much. And, like, my mum warned me going in there. She was like, you'll be rubbish if you drink too much. Like, she was like, don't you dare. And she was like, don't embarrass yourself. Um, oh, your mum sounds a bit... <laughs> no, no, my mum's fine. She's, she's, she would have been a bloody nightmare in there. She would have had one glass of wine and been, like, asleep in the court and, like, not <laughs> clue with the trains. I thought you were going to say, I'm a traitor. No. <laughs> Probably, yeah, no, you would have been fast asleep in the corner, so, like, too how, busy.
0: How do you think you would have coped with being a traitor? Not very well. Like, wh- what would you? What would your strategy have been? Would your strategy have been, like, Harris? Could Could you have
2: done that? I think I would have left. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think if I was tapped on the shoulder at that, like, first table, I'd have been like, um, I'm going to head off now. Like, I'm going to go home. It do was you me. really? Yeah, I couldn't have done it. I was so stressed out. I, yeah, I couldn't have done it. I really couldn't have. I think I thought I... I would have been okay, but maybe towards the end more, but not at not the beginning. I would have really, really struggled. Yeah, so. you really
0: do have to, yeah, you have to change your character. You have to lie. You mm. have to leave people on. It's a very yeah. difficult thing to do if you're not that way inclined mm-hmm. um so that being said how are things with harry now uh, as i know you said things are fine like, yeah do you, are you in touch have you met each other's other halves
2: yeah yeah like me and harry are fine i think people forget like this is filmed in september yeah so uh me and harry saw each other like pretty soon after it like all that happened we saw each other like just privately like just to, uh clear things up basically and <laughs> how, then, how did what, that go yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was gonna so, ask the same. Um, <laughs> harry walks in and i'm like yeah, no i don't even you know? i like no Just um, <laughs> for you if you did <laughs> no, though i mean seriously we I mean, would hold the support there. the punch I, in the face just <laughs> i was me. like still quite emotional because it wasn't long after it all happened um but i'd spoke to her and
0: what were you most emotional about was it the being lighter or was it the losing the money because it would have helped you and um, you know
2: it was just a bit of everything and also just how i felt like i felt guilty for jazz as well i guess because mm. like he was so close to it and yeah and I didn't know, and and like obviously me and Jazz have spoken, and we're fine. But like, after yeah, I guess it's just that guilt, and you just feel a bit silly, don't you? But the game's a game, and I think I want like once it all happened, I spoke to like my parents on the phone. And I spoke to Max on the phone. And they were like, oh my god, we're so proud of you. Like, we don't care about the money. Like, mm. I felt like I'd let people down, oh, but as soon as I spoke to them, they kind of just reassured me that that's just stupid and they're so proud of me for getting that mm. far in the game um i think they thought it was gonna be over in two days <laughs> so that was so um yeah they were just super proud and kind of dragged me back into the real one maybe as yeah. well i'm gonna be with my family in two days this is not the end of the world yeah because you can um, forget
0: that when you're in there it's your everything because yeah, you're
2: so immersed into it but um yeah so then i saw harry and i think i just called him a name and then we had a hug and like we were Which crying name? laughing <laughs> Can I spare on him? Yes, you can. I was just like, you're a dickhead. And I gave him a
0: hug. Um, And what did he say? Was he... Do you think he was genuinely like...
2: Yeah, we were friends. Like, honestly, all the friendships in Mm. there are real and you don't see a lot of them. I mean, obviously, me and and Harry's friendship came across on screen Mm. um, because it was quite important for the storyline. But there's a lot of strong friendships in there, like Jasmine. I was, like, attached to Jasmine at the hip. um, And I still am. Mm. (laughs) Um, So... That's still your friend, and your friend's just won ninety seven grand. Like we can't forget. Yeah. So we were just like crying, laughing, like chatting, and we were super excited to like see our partners and our family and just talking. Like, kind of, what a crazy time this has been. And also, obviously, for Harry, I think it was a bit of a relief for him to finally just have a conversation with me and been like, yeah, "This has been really hard." Yeah
1: um i mean i'm not sure in that moment i'd be the most sympathetic to that but no i wasn't i hear you (laughs) don't get me wrong i wasn't
2: um (laughs) but
0: so is this when he offered do you offer on holiday or is there any truth in that what's the story with the holiday i
1: think
2: we joked about it a little bit but i'd be holding that yeah you joked
1: about it and then he told all of (laughs) all of the journalists yeah i I don't
2: know but (laughs) tarry doesn't owe me anything like you know it's it is what it is. Like, he won the game. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: it makes me laugh that the conspiracy theories are still continuing a little bit now the show's over because I think you two are on Loose Women together and there's everyone on social media being like,
2: they don't get on, she can't look him in the eye. You know, like, it was like me, Jazz and Harry who went yeah. to the Radio Times and was like, they hate each other so much. And when they're, like, hugging each other, they're like, they're so fake, they hate each other. It's been, like, four months, guys. <laughs> like, we're so yeah. over it now, you know? We're just happy to have this experience.
0: And if you... Um, had that moment again is there anything you would do differently do you think obviously not with hindsight but do you regret anything
2: yeah obviously I regret wiping Harry's name on my (laughs) wall like that's obvious I couldn't believe that
0: happened I was like this must be for effect there's no way she's literally changed her mind at this moment I was I was
1: immersed in it as well I was like no I was even on the edge of my seat and I knew what was going to happen because
0: it showed that you had instincts that didn't trust him at that point
2: Yeah, I think people find it hard to understand like why I made that decision. But basically, I trusted Harry the whole way through as I trusted a couple of other people. But obviously it was very clear that I trusted Harry. And um, I was never in a conversation when anyone brought up his name because I I know watching it back, obviously there was a few conversations where Andrew Mm -hmm. obviously was trying to like drop him in it a little bit, um, and Jazz mentioned him. I was never there, so I actually mm. hadn't heard Harry's name, and Harry also hadn't got a vote until yeah, that final round table. Time. And um, when we're at that fire pit, Andrew obviously turns around and like, drops his bomb, like, I, I think you would make a great traitor. It was just really, like, shady. <laughs> but Andrew had to vote for someone. So in mm. my head, I was thinking, what, what's going on? Like, we can't speak to each other, and... People are like, oh, it was obvious Jazz wasn't a traitor because he wanted to vote again. I know, I thought they both were faithfuls. And it was kind of like Harry was my Mm, really close mate in there. Yeah. I just found it really hard to like turn around and like vote him out, thinking he was going to stand there and be like, I'm a faithful. I just couldn't do it. I just, Mm. yeah.
0: Well, I think you've left with your absolute dignity and morals, which you should be so proud of. Mm. And there was obviously a little bit of backlash um, around the time. What was that like?
2: Yeah. um, Obviously, it's like super new to me. Like, all of this is super new to me. Were you
0: afraid of that, signing up to the show, about what might come after once you were in the spotlight?
2: Um, yeah, I was. But I suppose I didn't realise like how much people were going kind to of love the show and, mm. and really be invested in it. Yeah. I think that's been shown and that obviously people are upset at the outcome. But in my honest opinion, I think no matter what I did that night, people would have been upset because Harry played a great game. So if he lost, people would have said I didn't deserve to mm. win. And then obviously the opposite way jazz played a great game as well so I've kind of like stuck in between two men like I don't know <laughs> do you know what I mean it <laughs> absolutely kind of like that.
1: so um, what was it been what was it like kind of watching it back with the rest of the world I guess because I think at one point you deleted x didn't you
2: I did delete twitter like halfway through just mm. because I don't know I just I think you can let it get to you and I didn't want like that to ruin my experience because I had such a great time and like I look back on it and it was like the best couple of weeks of my life. So I didn't want people's opinion or, like, of me to change that. And that like, I know who I am. They're only watching like three hours a week of mm. us there. But like, you, you kind of got to surround yourself like, by, with the people that love you and actually know you and not just saw you kind of play a game. So
1: what were people saying that you thought might kind of start to get to you?
2: I kind of just couldn't win, I felt like, because there was obviously the first kind of half of the show, I wasn't in it that much. And Hmm. people were like, oh, she's so pointless. Like, why did they even cast her? That's horrible. Yeah. And then I think there was one round table where I started to actually speak a little bit. And everyone was like, she won't shut up. Like, she's so... (laughs) And I was like, You really can't win in that one, can you? And that's what I thought. And I kind of felt like I was, like, fighting a losing battle. And it's quite tempting to look at these things. Mm. Um... And like, I know my partner was like looking and he was—he didn't like either and he deleted it. And he was like, oh, so much better. And I was like, okay.
0: That's really healthy and really good because a lot um, of people do agonise over these comments. Yeah, so it's and you, in. Yeah, yeah, you can get
2: loads of positives, but. And this is it, isn't it? Like it's you just focus on the bad ones. And I think it's its a human reaction.
0: Do you think everybody got it that bad or that you had it the worst?
2: Um, I wouldn't say I had it the worst because I don't know. Um, obviously everyone ex- like experiences are different and. Some people are, like, better at dealing with things. Um, whereas I think, like, the cast have supported me loads and they've been really, really great.
0: Well, it's hilarious, really, because Paul was awful and he sort of got this cult status where everyone loved his awfulness. How
2: entertaining was Paul to watch? It's so entertaining, oh my God. He played the villain and I loved it. Like, I loved watching Paul back. I think he was so funny. I was watching Paul back and I'm like, who's this man? Because I'd spent, <laughs> obviously... However long with him, I'd never seen that side of him. It was so <laughs> funny watching it back. I was like, what's going on?
1: I'd actually love to see what your WhatsApp group is like as this is airing and you're all watching it. Be like, oh my
2: God. Honestly, it was really supportive. Like every step of the way, it was like super supportive. And when anyone would go, we would just be like, how are you guys doing? Like, how are you doing? Mm. Um, it's like a little family. And it's it's been a, like such a great support.
1: How much on a scale of one to ten does your phone explode after the final?
2: Yeah, a lot. I kind of, I kind of didn't go on it because we had like a viewing party. Okay. So, um, I was kind of with some of the other cast, and I just left the, my phone in my bag because I was like. Oh, the nation's just seen the worst moment of my life so <laughs> even though I will on it for a minute um, so I kind of just left it until the next day I think but yeah it went wild like the followers went crazy so. And
1: did you have much time afterwards with Claudia after it happened immediately did she come and find you and have a chat and oh. what did she say to you?
2: I actually love her so much I could like hear her outside the door she was like let me in I'm sitting there oh. she like <laughs> come in she like gave me a hug and she's like she was like you smashed it like Claudia always knows what to say. She's like the she mother. She genuinely cares. She is mother. Like mm. I love her, and um, yeah, she does care about us, and she always made sure we're okay. <laughs> what did she say then when she tried to console you? She just makes me laugh. She's so funny. I I can't really remember. It was all such a blur because yeah. I was so emotional. But I just remember when she left, I just felt instantly better. Mm. Um, I think she kind of just reminded me it was a game, and like actually, me and Harry's friendship was was real. And as was like me and Miles, I think people forget how upset I was when Miles left. Obviously, after the funeral, I was really, really close with Miles, and he was like such a comfortable person in there. So, even that was hard. I know, obviously, the final decision was difficult because Harry won, but like voting for Miles Mm. broke my heart. It was Mm. horrible. I couldn't believe it when he was a traitor. I knew we had evidence on him, but I was like, no, it's not him. I feel like he
0: just did not want to be a traitor.
2: Miles, I know, like, I, I think he did. I think really? He was I felt like yeah. he
0: struggled with it.
2: Do you? I yeah. think he was a great traitor. He I... was
0: a good traitor. Yeah. That's because I think he just couldn't actually be one. Probably. Do
2: you think, yeah, he was, it's funny, like, looking back now and I had conversations with Miles and I was like, who do you think he is? Is that? really know i never even thought about it. honestly i was so bad at the game like, i was rubbish um
1: you did quite well for someone who was rubbish yeah
2: yeah i know i had a great track record i never got a vote i never got brought
1: up so yeah imagine if you had been a traitor I know you would I yeah,
2: would have been be rubbish I'd have been myself then. I would've been so sketchy, I think.
1: <laughs> what was the highlight for you, obviously moving away for a minute for the worst moment of your life?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like going back to that day, like that final mission was incredible and I just remember like being in that helicopter and being like what the hell because it's so funny when I found out like I maybe was going to be on the show uh, me and Max watched the final episode again one night we were like having a couple of glasses of wine and we got so excited we were like no way imagine if that's you and I remember being in the helicopter like I cannot wait to speak to my family and Max mm. and say like that was me and yeah. yeah it was just the best experience ever and I love that like the final five it was it was really great and like it's so special
0: do you think it can keep going because I feel like so much of its greatness is that it's still so new um it's a bit like big brother really like when that kept going and people know how it works it doesn't work as well um do you think that
2: that's at risk of I think that they did great this year at making it quite different from the Mm, first season they did they really tried hard didn't they yeah so I think that like as long as they keep bringing fresh ideas, I think it's just such a great concept, and yeah. it could do really well for a long time.
1: Yeah. It's properly it's it's cult now as well, isn't it? There are Valentine's cards with Claudia's face going. I'll always be faithful. Like it's it's <laughs> it's part of our narrative are now. There? there are, yeah.
2: I think it's been such a great show because like it's just for all ages. Well, I suppose and... I love the
1: fact your mum and dad watched it before
2: you did? Like that's yeah. it's my <laughs> grandma. She got so into it, so she didn't really know what it was. Um, And then, once we told her, obviously, like, I'm gonna be on the second season, she binge-watched the first one. (laughs) She got so into it, like, she was watching the final of the first season and her neighbor came round um, and she like literally slammed the door on her face like, I've got to go, and watch the final of the trailers. <laughs> she was just so invested in it, it was so funny. And yeah, I mean, bless her little heart, like she got really into it and she enjoyed this one as well.
0: And how has life been since? Like there's been rumors that there's a pretty little thing deal in the works. So you've got to be like the next Molly May? like what, what's been going on?
2: Um, I'm just kind of taking all the opportunities that come up and, Yeah. I mean, like I've said, I really do want to push the awareness. And I think like this platform, um, is great. I'm like very grateful now that I've got that and I can kind of hopefully help people. Um, but it's also new to me, so I don't really know. Um, I'm just going to kind of see what happens. I think.
1: Would you like to do more TV work? We, um, we heard the other day that Harry's been approached by I'm a
2: celeb. I know crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, I mean, certain things really, really appeal to me. Um,
1: Perhaps not Love Island.
2: No. <laughs> no. Max, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm I def- definitely not Love Island. Um, I do think it would be great if Love Island did get, like, someone on there with maybe, like, a stoma bag or, or some sort of disability. Well, they had
1: Tasha Gori, didn't they, before? Yes. Who, with her cochlear implant. So yes. clearly they're open to it.
2: Yeah, no, and that's, that's great. And I think that was, like, a really big step, especially mm-hmm. for something like Love Island, because everyone on this perfect aren't they there could be more yeah yeah there could be more um so i do think that would be great
0: to see but um love island's not oh you and maxime in such a great place um if you get married you'll have to get married at the traitor's castle
2: yeah, I want to actually take my family there. Yeah, can you rent yeah. out?
0: Because I'm like, I'm thinking the same. I can't.
2: <laughs> I didn't win the show, so now I can't.
1: Um, <laughs> maybe Harry can.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll <laughs> Harry. <laughs> um But yeah, it's beautiful, that castle. It was really nice. And like, I feel like on TV, you can't get the full mm. kind of gist of how amazing it is. It would be
1: surreal, I guess, to go back there and kind of without the tension and not yeah. be traumatised yeah it's yeah imagine what that would be like it's
2: <laughs> yeah. a relaxing weekend yeah
1: I don't feel like you could
2: ever be relaxed in that place though like that round table
0: room so is that real does that like exist there or is that created for the
2: show
1: you have to Gosh. go and find out yeah. Yeah. see if it's still there it's quite stupid that's <laughs> I don't
2: know but, um, I hope it doesn't exist there all the time because it's, it's horrible like <laughs> just the, the vibes of the room is dark it's dark, it's dark really dark <laughs> Do you still even now out this? of it you're like yeah Watching it back even, I think, can't explain how tense it is.
0: Have you had any dreams about it since?
2: Oh, yeah, I dream about it all the time. especially really? like Lately, yeah, definitely. What
0: happens in the dream? Do you, does something different happen at the end?
2: I don't really know, because, do you know when you like forget your dreams when you wake up, but you mm. feel like you haven't been asleep because you've been like... I <laughs> think it's just constantly on your mind.
1: You're just lying there thinking, I don't know what happened, but I know I was in the castle. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know I was at that I table. couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Harry was there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah but no it was it was a great experience so i'm very grateful for it so
1: have you got any plans in place kind of for the next couple of months obviously you're just taking in all the opportunities and see what there is but is there anything kind of locked in or what's coming up for you
2: nothing really locked in i'm just gonna see how it goes and try and enjoy it really
1: what's your dream offer
2: i'd love to do strictly i'd really love to do strictly um i think that would be really really fun Well.
0: Wow. Strictly bosses, put so it here first. <laughs> That's it. Like, how do we do I miss Because you can't do both. Yeah. No. And you do yeah. Strictly. Have you got
2: any contacts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, it was such a pleasure talking to you, Molly. Thank, thank you so much for being on invite only. Oh, thank, thank you so, you much,
1: so much. for much. having me. Nice to meet you.